Welcome to Momming. We're your hosts, Rachel and Stacy, and we believe there's no better way to be encouraged through motherhood than by connecting with other moms. Oftentimes, we can lose our identity in motherhood. The constant exhaustion, piles of dishes and laundry, and the mental gymnastics can leave us feeling like we have nothing left to give, but nothing could be further from the truth. As moms, we've been tasked with not only helping to raise the next generation, but also to find our individual purpose in the everyday. Join us as we hear from moms just like you. Welcome to Momming. Mental health is an epidemic in our culture. From panic attacks and anxiety to depression and suicide, it's obvious that people are in an unhealthy state when it comes to their mind. Thankfully for us, the Bible is full of advice and hope when it comes to the topic of mental health. Today's guest has been on a roller coaster of a journey herself in regards to this topic. Our friend Holly Nelson is here to share some of her story with us. Holly has been married for 23 years and has three grown children and eight grandchildren, which was new information for me. I did not know that. Wow. She teaches in our women's ministry here at our church. She runs her own biblical counseling practice, and she's currently studying for her master's in Christian counseling. Holly, welcome to momming. Thank you. (laughs) We're excited to have you. We are. You have been on our list of names for quite a long time. And I think it was just like perfect timing, you know, that it's now, especially now, gosh, I feel like every other statistic I read is some suicide rate is up, uh, depression, like every single statistic. I mean, Christian or non-Christian, whatever world you're living in. So Holly, we're going to get right into it today. Um, First off, for most of our listeners probably don't know you, so can you give us some background on yourself, your story, as it relates to the topic of our identity in Christ and how that's linked to our mental health and everything that stems from our thought life? Sure. Thank you guys for having me. Um, It is definitely a challenge out there, and there are a lot of people that are suffering and struggling right now, but um, some of my background and my story as it relates to our identity in Christ and our thought life started for me in 1998 when I was saved. Um, I sat in church for nine years, and I was not experiencing that abundant life that everybody was talking about, that um, I was hearing in the teaching that we were singing about. I just, I was missing something. And there was just a connection that I realized I wasn't making. And I felt very defective. I felt very less than, I felt like I was a second class Christian. Mm whatever that looks like, but that's how I felt. And I realized that uh, in my head, my identity was not in Christ. Mm. My identity was in my past Mm. and the shame that I was feeling. And I wasn't living the truth that my position and my identity really was in Christ Mm. at salvation. Mm -hmm. So I was believing a lie, and I was convinced that that lie was the truth. Mm. And I can remember um, I was driving in my car, and I was listening to the radio, and I heard a pastor say that when you 
don't share your testimony that you rob the body of Christ from healing and growth and blessing. And I had never shared my testimony and it never even occurred to me to share my testimony until that moment because it was not a great past. So of course, God being God, provided an opportunity for me to share my testimony. And I was driving with a couple of friends in the car and um, my friends said, so what's your story? (laughs) And I had never really told anyone my story before. So I felt safe and I shared my story with her. And then I thought that when I was done, she told me that I said to her, now I know you're not going to love me. And so I, um, I realized with her reaction and how angry she was that I had been believing a lie. Mm. uh, I realized what was wrong at that moment. And I was willingly accepting lies Mm. as truth and just letting them flow through my mind without any awareness, without any challenge at all. Um, And so I had a light bulb moment at that time, and I realized that um, what the truth was, was my identity was in Christ, but I wasn't living that because I was believing something else. So my thinking was affecting my emotions Mm -hmm. And that was affecting my behavior, Mm -hmm. which was affecting my entire life. And so you started with the question, uh, what does this have to do with your thought life? Mm -hmm. And the answer is that everything Mm -hmm. stems from our thought life, everything, Mm -hmm. because our strongest thoughts will direct our life for good or for bad. It's just the way God made us. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a little bit of my story. Since that time, I have been on a journey of being aware, and I will share with anyone who will listen to me. Mm. And I'm sure people get tired of listening to me, but (laughs) I have such a passion because I was um, stuck for so long, and I see that a lot. Right. Um, Yeah, I think that's... I I found myself in that place and there's, I know several women who are still in that place or have been through that same journey, you know, not realizing, especially like um, the pace of our lives. Sometimes I feel like um, Stacy and I talk a lot about like memory capacity yeah. as a mother specifically, yeah. especially when your kids are in the home. And if you're actively raising, you know, I don't, I'm not so much talking about like the mom who maybe isn't actively raising, but the mom who's actively raising her kids, so much of the day-to-day is survival mode that you literally put yourself on the back burner, like your physical needs, your mental needs for sure. Like sometimes I remember like when my kids were really young, the, the, the days blur, like I don't even have concrete memories sometimes of certain periods of my child's life because it was just like, okay, just survive, you know? So my point in saying all that is I think it's the rare person who is actually actively aware of what they're thinking and, and engaged in their own thought process. I think as you put it, things just 
flow through. Flow through with no, we don't recognize it for right. what it is. So kind of on that point, I yes. want to move on to, uh, you've coined one of my favorite phrases, and I don't know if you stole it from someone or if you it came from your brain, but I love it. And I stole it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this I'll never forget when you said this, you were uh, sharing at, um, at a Bible study once, and you said, uh, you have to think about what you think about. That's what you said, and I'll never forget it. And so I want you to share with us and with our listeners what that means and some practical ways that moms can apply it in their everyday life. Well, the truth is, is that uh, if you change your thinking, it's going to change your life. Right. And so, um, you know, the Bible and science both teach that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about what you think about um, is just that. You have to just not let your thoughts just run rampant right. in your mind. And, you know, I think of Proverbs 23, 7, and it tells us that a man, as a man thinks, so he is. Yes. So, I mean, that's straight from the Bible. And thinking about what you're thinking about is uh, evaluating, you know, first of all, what am I thinking and why am I thinking that? And then just being aware of where those thoughts take you. Mm -hmm. Because uh, they can take you to really great places or they can take you to really dark places. Right. And asking yourself, is this true or is this a lie? Mm. Uh, for an example, today, I have a situation in my life that has been a difficult situation. And um, I woke up this morning mm. and the first thought that entered my mind was... I am so defeated. Mm. And instantly, because I've trained myself, I, there was this, you know, that thought is a negative thought. And I stopped for a moment and I thought, wait a minute, I'm not defeated. You know, um, three years ago, I may have gone with that thought for three days. Mm instead of three seconds, which I was able to do this morning. And, and I realized, I reframed it. Okay, I'm really tired. This is a really hard situation, but I'm not defeated. Right. The word says that I'm, I'm a conqueror in Christ. Right. Um, I have these tools that God has given me to deal with day-to-day -day life. So I would say for, um, for anyone when you wake up in the morning to ask yourself, what's the first thing that you think about? What's mm -hmm. the first thing that came to your mind this morning? Mm -hmm. And if it's negative, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Are you going to let it just lead you, you know, by the nose? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to challenge it with the word or what you really know to be true? Right. Um, so to start paying attention to the first thought that comes when you wake up is really, really key. Mm -hmm. And also another tip is to ask yourself with your in your thought life if those thoughts are tearing you down mm -hmm. or are they building you up? Are you worried all the time? You know, do your thoughts keep people at a distance from you? Mm -hmm. Um do your thoughts tell you you're defeated or that you're helpless or that you're or that you're hopeless? And I know that 
you know, let's face it, COVID is here. There's a lot going on in the world. Life mm. has been really hard for moms mm. with work, with, you know, homeschooling. Those that work are still having to homeschool because the kids can't go to school, fears of getting sick, isolation, right. afraid of the world, right. on and on it goes, you know. Um, but we have to define what the lies are in order to be able to fight mm -hmm. the lies. And our thinking matters more than we could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And God's word has so much to say about our thought life. And we're told to meditate on his word. And that's where we determine if it's a lie or the truth anyway. Right. Is, is in the word. So, um, yeah. Well, that's good. And that's a good segue into our next question here. <laughs> so as you are counseling women on a weekly basis, what are some of the most common lies we are believing and how do they affect us? Well, oh boy, I, I was counseling this morning and uh, I um, was talking to a gal and the first thing on my list that I hear from almost every single woman that I counsel is I'm not good enough. I fall into that category, Holly. <laughs> that is number one. I'm not good enough to be married, mm. to get that job, to be effective, mm. to work in that ministry. Another one is no one is going to like me if they know me. That's the, the lie that I threw out there mm -hmm. when I was talking with my friend. Um, I can never trust anyone is another one. My situation will never change. That's mm -hmm. a big one. I can never change or they will never change. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just destined to be unhappy. And how these thoughts affect us is devastating. Mm -hmm. um, we live the lie as if it's the truth. Mm -hmm. And we keep ourselves from that love and that blessing that... God has for us because we we stay in this self-made prison like I did for those nine those nine years in the beginning of my Christian life and we never trust God enough to cooperate with him mm. for his will and his purpose in our lives and as the words of that pastor that I heard on the radio said we do we rob each other, we rob the body of Christ from that healing and that growth and that blessing because we were made for a purpose mm -hmm. and we were made for freedom mm -hmm. and we were made for abundant life and we were made for deep relationship with God and for one another. And our lies keep us from that. Mm -hmm. And I see so much of that in my counseling ministry. Um, I can see someone and my perception of them is this amazing woman and they see themselves so differently. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, yeah. that's a lot of what I see yeah. Yeah, those and are, how it those affects. Are, I think those hit it right on the I was going to say, I mean, I, yeah, I think I, I've had these conversations with, every, mm -hmm. I mean, all my close friends. We've, we're all... Yes. Dealing with these same lies. Yes. It's a battle. Yeah. And what's amazing is, you know, I think the key factor there is community. Yes. And not keeping them to ourselves. Yes. Because, I mean, that's the world, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I fell into that trap big time. I had no community. I had friends, but not close friends and certainly not anyone I would talk to about my anxieties, my problems, Yeah, (laughs) you know, but and that Satan wanting to isolate you and get you alone, miss independent. Nobody can touch me, you know? Yes. But yeah, if we break down and we open up, yes, realize that people are going through the same things as we are. Yeah. It, it makes a big difference. And I think isolation is one of the biggest things that, um, really hurts us Mm -hmm. and, you know, it becomes a habit. And then it's too scary to step back out <laughs> yes. and say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling and uh, I've been really disconnected and I feel really disconnected and help. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard to ask for help. It is. Well, at least it was for me. It is. <laughs> I think it's hard for most people. It is. Yeah. Well, we think that, you know, we, we have this... Um, we believe another lie. It's another lie that we can do this on right. our own and right. we don't we don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. But the more we realize we need other people and the more we're willing to step out and tell them, oh, it's so freeing. Mm-hmm. It is. It's so freeing. That's awesome. So I'm so excited. We actually have time for our last question. I know, today. we got we usually there. Don't. We usually don't <laughs> Holly, get there. Awesome. Good job, Holly. So for the mom who finds herself in a place without hope today, um, maybe her mind is so weighed down and she's just super exhausted. I mean, this is a perfect question right now with school starting yeah. and everything. What would you say to her? Well, I know that everyone's situation is different and it is not a one size fits all answer. Mm -hmm. But the first thing is exactly what we were talking about. And that is, I would say you are not alone Mm -hmm. because the biggest lie that we believe is that we are alone. Mm -hmm. Um, The truth is that is that God is with you. God cares about you. God wants to help. And the second thing is um, also what we talked about, and that is let people in. Let people know that you're struggling. Something happens, like you said, when we confess that we're struggling to one another healing happens and help happens. Um, I was talking to a gal earlier this morning and she said, I'm just so tired and I'm just so exhausted. And I just, you know, I think I need to do this and this and this. And uh, I asked her, you know, are you sleeping? Are you what about self care? You know, self care is another really big thing because we are a whole person. Mm-hmm. We are spiritual and physical. We have a material and an immaterial body. And I think that moms forget about that. <laughs> and, um, you know, you have to you have to f- sleep and make sure you're you're getting the nutrition that you need. And I always when I count when I counsel women and they come in and they're struggling like this, I always ask them, when's the last time you went to the doctor and had a medical exam? Because that's the last thing on anybody's mind. Yeah. They always think it's spiritual. Right. Well, it doesn't always have to be spiritual. Right. There can be real organic right. things going on. Hormones. Yeah. After you have babies, there's hormones, you know. 
So it's really important to treat the entire person spiritually, being in the word, um, you know, and I know that moms don't have time to be in the word. So I say, use Alexa, use your Bible apps. If you're listening to the word while you're cooking or cleaning or whatever it is that you have to do, I mean, God knows what you need. He, you'll, you'll hear something and you can meditate on it and it will, you know, it'll get you through, um, until it, until you, until it needs to get you to the next point. And, um, emotionally stay mm-hmm. connected with others yes. and just remember you only have to get to bedtime because <laughs> God's mercies are new every morning. Oh, what a beautiful That's a good one. Point. You only, I'm writing that down. You only have to get to bedtime. I say that a lot. You only have to make it to bedtime. It's true. God's mercies are new every morning. Yeah, for sure. And yes. we need that. So, so need I do. that. Yeah. Holly, thank you so much for being on our show today. Amazing advice from our lovely counselor here. Yes. Uh, your story and advice are so encouraging and we're so thankful for the ministry God has given to you. So moms, be sure to go back and listen to our last episode on how God redeems our mistakes and uses them for his glory. And join us in a few weeks as we talk about one of our most vital elements for your mom life. Turn in to find out what it is. Secret secrets. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye.